Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It three became the twentieth game and live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios. This is out of bounds. Yeah, once we get out of here, we're going to stop and eat as a team at a place down the road in Franklin, I think, and then head on into uh, into Hoover and let the guys relax a little bit and uh, give them tomorrow off as well. Then we'll get a little workout in a couple days in a row and try to get some things squared away, get some guys healed up a little bit. And, yeah, just, you know, as far as the games, we're going to try to win them, but definitely going to mix it up a little bit. Don't know who we're going to pitch yet. we got two or three hours on the bus to discuss that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go in the shell. We won't go in attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It's been a great Reaction Monday presented by Fleet Management Services. Been reacting to everything over the sports weekend that is taking place. And I know a lot of Razorback baseball fans officially have entered into postseason mode and with that, i got to give a shout-out because just hot off the press, a little breaking news, if you will, Dave Van Horn has officially been named the SEC Coach of the Year. So congratulations to Coach Van Horn. Uh, I, don't, I don't think that there was even a discussion as far as in the SEC that he should have been Coach of the Year, so good to see that there was no Coves, there was nothing like that. He is the guy that gets the nod as the SEC Coach of the Year officially. And uh, also, uh, as far as players that learned All-SEC honors, Hagen Smith was first team and uh, also defensive team. Kendall Diggs was second team. Gage Wood was freshman team. And Tavion Josenberger was also all-defensive team. So a few awards going out there for some Razorback baseball players today. Cool to see those honors. And uh, they'll accept all those honors as individuals, but it's all about the team, and having team success gives you those honors. So let's talk more about it as we go to the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline and welcome in Andrew Ellis, friend of the show, does a great job with hogsports.com, covering all things Razorbacks, and he joins us now. So Andrew, as always, man, appreciate it. How are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing good, man. Appreciate you having me on, as always. Yeah, absolutely. So let's let's just start with the news. We'll get into the, the games and everything specifically, but Dave Van Horn being Coach of the Year. Hagen Smith, Diggs, Wood, Josenberger also getting some honors in the SEC. Just what do you make of those accomplishments? And also, do you feel like maybe there were some Razorbacks that maybe got snubbed as far as being on the all-SEC teams? 
Yeah, you know, I was really, I was really pleased to see Van Horn get the nod. I mean, it made it made a lot of sense. I mean, some years they go by just kind of the best team with the best record. You just kind of give it to that head coach based on whatever. If you want to use that criteria, Arkansas has the best record in the SEC. It's either him or old boy of Florida. So, you know, that criteria works. But when you look at the injuries and you look at what Arkansas had to overcome, I mean, the arms they've they've had to do without moving position players all around. I mean, this is really – I mean, we say this all the time. This is Dave Van Horn's best coaching job. But, I mean, just on paper, it made – you know, it, it would have made no sense to give it to anyone else. I mean, he was, he was unreal. And for them to have the best record given all the circumstances is just quite an accomplishment. And, uh, yeah, I was a little I was a little interested to see what they would do with Hagen Smith just because he's obviously one of the best pitchers in the league. And, you know, him being first-team All-SEC isn't a surprise to me. But, you know, he, he started – I don't know, it was five games in SEC play and had – six outings out of the bullpen so it's like do you make him a starter reliever is he just kind of a wild card as Van Horn calls it so I was a little interested to see what they would do there but um, not surprised to see Kendall Biggs get a nod I mean it's really tough to make it as an outfielder which is why I think Jay Sporfin is going to be one that Hogs fans you know they don't see his name on the list and they're surprised about that but I mean you think about it you got guys like Dylan Cruz and Ethan Petrie at South Carolina and just all you know so many of the best hitters in the league are outfielders so even a guy like Jace who's hitting over 330 with 14 home runs, it, it, sometimes it's just hard to make it there when there's only six spots. But overall, nothing crazy surprising. Uh, Could have maybe made an argument for Brady Slavin uh, for the all-defense team, I thought. But other than that, it was nice to see uh, the Hogs represented, and they were represented well. So regular season just ended, and now they're about to go in a SEC tournament play for Razorback Baseball. and. What, what's your outlook as they make that transition from the end of the regular season and now get into postseason? You know, the outlook is interesting. I think, you know, obviously this Vanderbilt series probably left a little bit of a weird taste in folks' mouths, especially that Friday game where they end up giving up six, eight runs in the, in the in the eighth inning. I mean, that's, that's a tough pill to swallow and obviously not something that makes you feel great about your team. But as crazy as it sounds, I just I, – I, I don't see a ton – with this team big picture that concerns me you know i think that the pitching staff struggled a bit this past weekend and they had all three of their starters on pitch counts which kind of led to that situation you know you're not going to have many weekends where hunter holland only gives you two and two thirds where hagan gives you five and you know brady tigers they continue to ramp them up i think four innings will probably be the minimum for what they're expecting out of him so i think it's tough to make big picture proclamations on your your team given one weekend at the end of the regular season and when, you know, Coach Van Horn even admitted that they kind of took their foot off the gas a little bit and made decisions in that last game, knowing that they already had the, the regular season title locked up. So, you know, a tough series loss, and I think a lot of Arkansas fans took it probably harder than they needed to. But overall, you know, they, they've got to get some guys going in the lineup. You know, Jay Sporfin had a, had a little bit of a quiet weekend, and, you know, they, we've seen other guys kind of step up to fill that void. They need to get everyone clicking at the same time. And, you know, if you think back to last year, that's something that didn't really happen until – the postseason came around you know it felt like the lineup was underachieving so to speak and then you know, things just kind of lit up so we'll see if they can do something similar I, you know we'll see how things look in hoover i imagine there's going to be a lot of lineup changes and interesting pitching decisions but overall i still feel really good about this team and their chances as we enter the most important time of the year so what did go wrong at vanderbilt which i'm with you as far as uh, how crazy it is or people overreacting i think that there's an element to that but Having like blowing them out in the game one, and then having a significant lead there in game two, and losing it the way that they did, there is you got to be a little just a little bit of concern. Like a Gage Wood, you know, he's been so good, but then he kind of crumbled a little bit. Hunter Holland was shaky at times too. 
It's like you got to get these guys confidence because you're going to need them in postseason. But uh, just what went wrong for the Razorbacks and why did they lose that series to Vanderbilt? You know, I, I don't want to make I don't want to like pinpoint one person or one thing, but I think that the Gage Wood aspect of this whole thing is the most interesting thing to me because you know if you think back to last year, you know Brady Tiger, we all remember this awesome season he had, but if you remember, he kind of hit a wall there as a freshman, kind of around this same time of year where you know he wasn't as sharp down the stretch, seemed like his arm might have gotten a little tired, and you know in the postseason they really weren't didn't use him nearly as much as they used they they did in the regular season is because he just kind of hit that wall and. Hagan Smith hit a similar wall before kind of recovering down the stretch. So we'll see if he's, if he's able to go, if Gage Wood is able to go the Hagan Smith route where he just kind of has a few weird weeks here and there where maybe he's running out of gas, maybe he's fatigued, and he just needs to get his groove back. Or is it a Brady Tiger situation where, you know, we, Arkansas might have to find different ways to close games in the postseason in the NCAA tournament because, you know, they don't know if they have, if they can trust their freshman closer. But I, I, overall, I'm not too terribly concerned with it. I think that was probably the biggest. You know, thing that catches your attention because you know if, if if everyone wants to talk about the decision in Friday's game to take Zach Morris out of the game after he had thrown three scoreless innings, which you know the plan all along was to go to Gage Wood when the game you know when it was time to wrap that game up, and you know he just didn't wrap it up. And big picture, am I that concerned about it? I don't know yet because I think we got to see him in Hoover, but I think that's really it, it, it. Pretty much came down to that. If he pitches his two innings with a six-run lead and does fine, then. They win the series. They probably don't even throw Hunter Holland in that game three. So it, 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 it all kind of came down to that one inning. I mean, outside of that one inning, Arkansas really outplayed Vanderbilt for the series. But, you know, I, I think that that's just kind of – and we've seen it happen before. It happened to them at Georgia where they just kind of were short on pitching. But, you know, I think this, this week in Hoover will be nice for Arkansas to reset and, you know, throw some of those young guys and kind of see get a, get a more definitive feel of who can we trust as we enter this NCAA tournament. And I think that's what – this week in Hoover is going to be all about. Of course, everyone is looking at Game 2 and at Vandy Series and thinking about the blown lead there, and Arkansas really could have taken control of the series. They would have won the series if they wrapped that game up. But do you think that maybe Vandy was undervalued just a bit because just like Arkansas has been dominant at home this year, Vandy has been really dominant at home. No, absolutely, and I, and I, I 100% agree with you. I mean, Vanderbilt, you know, weirdly enough, didn't have – a couple of their top pitchers this weekend, but I, I've for all year I've kind of thought Vandy might be the most complete team in the SEC. If you just look at all the pieces and add it all up and the talent, obviously a head coach in Tim Corbin who's gotten it done. And you know another thing is Vanderbilt kind of had their back against the wall coming into this weekend. They had lost three of their last four series after starting off, I believe it was like ten or ten and zero or eleven and zero in SEC play. So they were kind of needing to get back on track, and they were starting to lose hold of their position as a national seed. So. You know, you're facing a team in Vanderbilt that's in desperation mode in their home park where they've been really good all year. And, you know, it was kind of they kind of threw it all at Arkansas. And, you know, things didn't work out. And I, But I, I agree with you where it's like it's, it's a series loss, but I don't know if we need to make it any bigger than that. And I think it just kind of puts a little bit of a sour taste on Arkansas's overall, or overall SEC title because it was so close to being an outright definitive one. But, you know, like I said, it is what it is. And, you know, I hate to say it like this, but, You'd rather have weird things like that happen this time of year rather than in a few weeks whenever the games are really starting to matter. And, you know, like we've seen with this Arkansas program over the last few years, it's all about what you do when those big moments come. And, you know, I, I see a lot of promising pieces with this team, and we'll see if they can click at the right time and really catch a rhythm, which is what last year's team did, like, from the start of the NCAA tournament. You could tell it was just a different feel about that team. And so 
it'll be interesting to see if they are able to flush this series loss and turn the page, which is something they've done really well throughout the year. I mean, all of their biggest setbacks, they've usually responded pretty well. So we'll see how they respond this week. So you're the Andrew Ellis of Hogsports.com here on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline. So, uh, Andrew, just going into the SEC tournament, what's the approach here? How, how do you think Dave handles it? How do you think he handles pitching? Uh, you know, as far as injuries and all that, do we see to get guys back? Just What's your forecast or your prediction for how the Razorbacks are going to go into this tournament and maybe some of the guys that will or will not play? You know, I, I honestly have zero idea who they're going to actually start on the mound in that Wednesday game. If I had to guess, it would probably be a younger guy. I, you know, they'll probably want to get some of their top arms like the Hagen Smith, uh, Brady Tiger, Hunter Holland on the mound at some point. But I don't know if you want to rush them back and pitch them in that Wednesday game. So, you know, I, that could be a game that they just completely piece together. I know that Van Horn's really talked about wanting to get Christian Fouch, a freshman who it had seemed like he was trending towards being a key piece in that bullpen and then had some, some setbacks in his last few outings. I think they really want to get him on the mound. And, you know, honestly, I think this week is just, you know, when you're in the position Arkansas is in where you've secured your spot, you're definitely going to be hosting. You're most likely going to be hosting as a national seed. Like, you're able to experiment a little bit this week. So, you know, I think getting Josenberger and, and Wagner, those at-bats, and see, getting them more live pitching going into the tournament, that'll be huge. But I bet you'll see a few different lineup combinations, someone like Ben McLaughlin getting some starts, maybe someone like Jason Jones gets a start, something like that. And I think you're going to see some young arms, and I think they'll probably have all of their top guys on a pretty strict pitch count and really just treat this as kind of a, a get-right week mentally and let these guys refresh going into you know when the games really start to matter. How much do you think conference tournaments affect overall seedings and, and how teams are viewed? Because we do think about a lot of teams this time of the year that have that approach. They know that moving forward, things are submitted in the NCAA tournament. So the conference tournament, it seems like it doesn't have a big effect on their mindset. But as far as the overall seedings, you have LSU and maybe maybe Vandy has a chance to uh, surpass Arkansas and uh, the way that the SEC is viewed. But overall, how do, you, how do you think it's it's even affected because of what happens in this conference tournament? Yeah, you know, for, for a team like Arkansas, I just, there's not much bad that can really happen to you. You know, obviously, you know, there's, there's going to be eight national seeds, and Arkansas, the last projections I've seen, pretty much all of them are in that three to four and five range. Like, they're not even really on the edge of not being a national seed. So, and you're going to play, you know, the thing is you're going to play teams that are high RPI teams. And, you know, it's like they, they, they might play Tennessee in their first game. Tennessee's a top 20 RPI. So if you lose that game, it's not like it really, you know, bumps you down any levels. I feel like the tournament has much more implications for teams that are kind of on that bubble or on that edge. You know, like programs like Auburn and Arkansas, who are recently starting to make a push and possibly could have secure a hosting spot. The SEC tournament is a really good opportunity for teams like that to solidify their spot rather than for a team like Arkansas where it could, like, cost them anything. I feel like it's more about what you can do and less about what you can't do. You know, I feel like, it's a, you know, obviously if you play well in any weekend, you know, especially in the SEC tournament, it can help you. But I really don't see how big – there's not much downside for a, a program in a situation like Arkansas. And, you know, even last year, I think back to that Tuesday night in Hoover, Ole Miss was a, you know, a team that nobody knew, knew if they were even going to make the NCAA tournament. They lose their first game in Hoover, and their fans are – assuming their season's over they end up making the tournament and winning the whole dang thing so it's like I, you know I, I think that it's, not, it's something that in the moment feels a lot bigger than it is and you know Arkansas would, would like to win I don't think they're going to go out there and 
you know, try not to win these games. But I, I definitely think that they're not going to be going all max effort on this thing because I think they know what the situation is and they know that the the, the real business comes later in the later in the week. So with the injury to John Bolden, which, you know, it's just why not? Pick a number. If you haven't been injured yet, it just seems like you're next up to get injured. It's got a sprained ankle situation. Uh, His bat hasn't always been there, but defensively he's been on point, and and Arkansas has led the league in double plays a lot because of him. What do you know about the situation he's in? And uh, I know it doesn't look like he's going to see different guys get it done each time, but I'd really love to see them just come together and just be that one through nine lineup that, you know, teams are not looking forward to going through. And I, th- I think they're capable of doing it. And so, you know, for me, this I guess not even really this weekend in Hoover, but just moving forward down the stretch, I'm just I'm just hoping that Arkansas can kind of put the pieces together and, you know, live up to their potential, like I said. And uh, that's, that's probably the most interesting thing going into this weekend. I want to see if Tavian Josenberger and Jared Wagner can look a little bit more comfortable as they continue to get back to 100% from their injuries. Before what you get out of here, Andrew, just uh, looking at the SEC tournament in general, uh, besides Arkansas, I mean, is there a team that you look at and say, oh, they need wins or that you think could uh, surprise some people? Who do you think is going to win it? It's like just how do you feel it plays out this week in Hoover? Yeah, it's going to be interesting. There's just so many good matchups, like potential matchups that can happen. I mean, Arkansas and Tennessee, that that might be Arkansas's first opponent. So that's that's one that you're always going to circle anytime those two fan bases get to get to get together and get after it with one another. That's always fun. But, you know, like uh, Tennessee and South Carolina, I've saw that have pretty much they're, – they're not even projected to host anymore. And so I'm, I'm interested. There's so many good teams in the SEC, and, you know, not all of them can host. But it looks like there could be seven, eight, nine of these SEC teams in that top 16. So I, I think that there's a lot to, to to play for for a lot of these teams this week. So there's going to be some fun matchups, and it'll be, it'll be fun to see if there's any of those teams that can go on a run. And then even a team like Georgia who – you know, at this point, doesn't look like they're going to get an at-large bid. But I mean, we've seen Georgia compete with. They've swept Arkansas. They had a really competitive series with LSU this weekend. So maybe a team like that is able to be the surprise of the weekend and go on a run and kind of get their spot in the NCAA tournament. But uh, the SEC tournament in every sport, really, it's, it's always just a fun thing because you never really know what to expect. And I feel like the storylines just kind of come out of nowhere. But you know, I look forward to uh, seeing all your brilliant coverage as you're as you're down there in Hoover this week. Oh, yeah, it will be brilliant, it will be fun, and I guess we'll find out how long I actually get to be there in the fine city of Hoover. So it's going to be a good time, man. But, hey, Andrew, we always appreciate you joining us. Great insight, great stuff. You can check him out on Twitter at AndrewEllis247. Also, all of his content on hogsports.com. Have a great week, man, and uh, we look forward to catching up with you later this postseason, all right? Absolutely. See you in Fayetteville next week. All right, appreciate it. Again, that's Andrew Elsa of Hogsports.com joining us on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline. Take a commercial break and come back with more Out of Bounds on Reaction Monday presented by Fleet Management Services. So stay with us. This is Joe Klein with Corky's Ribs and Barbecue. Whether you're dining in for daily specials like cheese dip happy hour, driving through for a barbecue bulk pickup order, or prefer our full-service catering, our professional staff at Corky's has you covered. Corky's in Little Rock and North Little Rock. We'll see you soon. And be sure to listen each week when I stop by 103.7 The Buzz. This 
Texas Sports Center. In the NBA over the weekend, the Nuggets and the Heat both took 3-0 leads in the Western and Eastern Conference Finals, respectfully. First up, the Nuggets did so by beating the Lakers 119-108. Jamal Murray had 37 points in the win. In the Conference Finals, he's averaging 35 points, 7 rebounds, and 5 assists on 52% from the field and 45% from three. Denver can close out the Lakers tonight at 7.30 and head to their first ever NBA Finals. TV coverage will be on ESPN. Radio coverage will be on 106.7 Buzz 2. Last night, the Heat beat the Celtics 128-102 behind Gabe Vincent's 29 points. Miami is on the verge of becoming just the second eight seed ever to make an NBA Finals. Game four will be tomorrow. And in NBA news this morning, Carmelo Anthony officially announced his retirement. Anthony was a 10-time All-Star, a 6-time All-NBA selection, and a 3-time gold medalist. He last played in the 2021-2022 season with the Lakers. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Hi, I'm Jacob Jones. For the month of May, we invite you to Jones & Sons Spring Bridal Event. That's right. You're invited to take advantage of exclusive savings, extensive designer lines, and an incredible event-only diamond selection. We brought six of the world's top designers together with Jones & Sons' legendary staff of jewelers in our massive showroom to make your engaging dreams come true. Come in and see, touch, and dream while meeting with our diamond specialists and get the best pricing of the year this month only at Jones & Sons Spring Bridal Event in West Little Rock. Shop online at Jones Sun.com. Hey, crazy month last month. Mitch making us take all that money off them trucks. No, Ryan, Mitch said 8000 off. Man, maybe this month would be a lot smoother. Gosh. Hey, guys, I got an idea to make it $10,000 off this month. How? We need extra trade-ins, right? With $2,000 trade-in incentives, you get $10,000 off all-new 23 Ram Bighorn trucks in stock. If you don't believe us, make that beautiful drive right here to Heber Springs during the Memorial Day sales event. This is Pat Bradley for Brewskies. If you got a birthday, anniversary, graduation, or other celebration coming up, you can celebrate your event in style with a private VIP section and bottle service at Brewskies. Each Brewskies VIP section comes with your own server, no line, no wait entry, and a complimentary bottle of champagne to get the party started only at Brewskies. This is Pat Bradley for Brewskies. Monday night is poker night with two games nightly, 7 p.m. and 9 p.m. only at Brewskies. Let's talk about Mosquito Joe misting systems. Misting systems are perfect for properties that have extremely high mosquito activity and you just can't seem to get them out of your way. It's like having a Mosquito Joe technician on your property 24-7. Great for homes with patios, pools, even horse barns and places like that. If you think a misting system might be right for you, give Mosquito Joe a call. Mention you heard it on the buzz and get $200 off your misting system installation. Visit arkansas.mosquitojoe.com. Joe.com. From 67167, it's Trooper Colt Chipley and his partner, Dirty Larry, of the Arkansas Freeway Patrol. Yes, ma'am. I'd like to report a robbery. A car dealer gave me too little for my trade, pulled my credit four times, and gave me a high interest rate. Now, what are y'all going to do about it? Oh, you should have went to Guatney Chevrolet. We won't rest until we catch the dealer that did this to you. Now, take a step back. We're headed to Waffle House. Don't let this happen to you. Watney Chevrolet is offering low 1.9% on all new Blazers, Equinox, Trailblazers, Traverse, and Silverados. Plus, take the handcuffs off your summer plan with no payments for 90 days. Watney Chevrolet, 1301 TP White Drive in Jacksonville. Call 501-982-2102. WatneyChevrolet.com. Chevrolet. Find new roads. All offers with approved credit. 
Check out Hogs Meat Market's monthly specials and meat packages at hogsmeatmarket.com. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Another 3-2 pitch is on the way to Peyton Stovall. Swung on, hit high in the air, deep right field. That one's going to go onto the roof of the Hunk Center for a grand slam. On 103.7 The Buzz. It's a great time to get to Twin Peaks for happy hour, 2 to 7. Later happy hour, 10 to close. Enjoy all the food and drink specials that go along with it. Get a lunch combo starting as low as $7.99. If you want to take some food to go, you can order online curbside or to go, courtesy of Postmates, DoorDash, and Uber Eats. Get great drink specials during happy hour. Apps for $2, 4 and $6. Out of Bounds looks forward to being at Twin Peaks once a month. We were there on Friday. Had a great time as always. Twin Peaks is 100 lodges strong also across the U.S. and Mexico. So in case you're not here in your home area, you can find a Twin Peaks anywhere. National Wine Day is coming up May 25th on Thursday. So if you're passionate about vino, get to Twin Peaks and then celebrate and enjoy National Wine Day. Memorial Day is coming up also. That's a week from today. But Twin Peaks is proud to serve those that serve us today and every day. Get to Twin Peaks to check all uh, all the sports action. They have wall-to-wall TVs to see it all. Plenty of seating inside and out. NBA playoffs going on right now. You have college baseball conference tournaments coming up. MLB, USFL, Stanley Cup playoffs. There are a lot of sports going on. And uh, not to mention that golf just had the PGA Championship. But you have a tournament every week at golf. So, Plenty of sports to check out at Twin Peaks. It's Twin Peaks Eats, Drink, Scenic Views. We're going to get to best and worst of the weekend here in just a second on a Reaction Monday presented by Fleet Management Services. Uh, it comes from the 501, though, on our first Arkansas Bank and Trust text line. It says, I hope we don't win a game in the SEC tournament. Just use it for some practice. I think the ones that are struggling will get right back. How many times this year have, they, have we thought they were toast and they just kept on winning? Plus, there'll be a bomb. I think the best is still yet ahead for us this season. Go Hogs. Hopefully. Hopefully yeah. that happens. Optimism. Just like that. I love the optimism there, too. Yeah. Also, uh, from the Asher Record Life fan feedback comes from Ashton. He says, I heard on the morning show this morning where Dave Van Horn sent a post-game presser that he, had he known LSU would have lost to Georgia, then he would have rethought his pitching decisions. If an outright SEC championship is on the line, then why not throw your best arms? As Herm once said, you play to win the game. Well, I would say in response to that, I don't know exactly, uh, you know, Dave Van Horn's thinking and, and what goes on inside of his head. I know he knows a lot more about it than me, and I'm sure maybe he would have approached when he took guys in, uh, out or when he put guys in and, you know, maybe bounced it out a little bit more. But at the same time, to me, it's like if you're a SEC champion or SEC co-champion of the regular season, if you're the one-seater, you're the two-seed in the SEC tournament, uh, I mean, to me, I I, it doesn't really matter. Like, if, if you're a co-champ or regular champ, at the end of the day, it's about what you start doing in postseason play when you get to the field of 64. And so, uh, you, know, you know, who knows if he would have approached it differently or how he would have done it, but I don't know. I just didn't see it as a thing that didn't really matter as far as, oh, well, he should have done it this way or had these guys pitch instead of these guys he just, if he just would have known that the, they were going to have a share of the title instead of outright. <laughs> like, Well, you always want to win the title regardless, so... It's, you know, the team is putting forward the effort of uh, trying to win it, but the mindset does kind of change at times just depending on the flow of the series, the flow of the game. 
and uh, it can change how you go about your approach. Yeah, but uh, listen, he's got plenty of time to prepare and plenty of time to get after it when it comes to the SEC tournament this week in Hoover, which we will be down there for as long as the Razorbacks are down there. We're going to be getting it done here on 103.7 The Buzz. But there's a lot of highlights, a lot of lowlights that happened over the weekend. So let's go ahead and jump into the best and worst of the weekend. It was the best of times. In your life have you seen anything like that? It was the worst of times. Nuts and bolts, we got screwed. Third down. It's time for the best and worst of the weekend on Out of Bounds. All right, it is time for the best and worst of the weekend. And I will go ahead and kick it off with uh, the best of the weekend and, uh, you know, what were some of the, the things that ended up happening there. But I thought the PGA Championship overall was pretty entertaining. I thought that uh, the way it was set up and, you know, the, the drama that went along with it was really good. I thought that the weather was cool. The course was nice. It was just an overall really great event. And, you know, people can feel their way about Brooks Kepka or about Liv or whatever. So from the get-go, I don't really care as much as other people do. And, and if you do, that's fine. Like, I'm not hating on you for it. But my thing is, is at the end of the day, I think most golf fans who watch those events, they just want to see good golf between good golfers and star power and great moments. Like, they, they want to have that, and they want to see that, and that's what's uh, really one of the most important things when it comes to those championships or it comes to those majors or just golf tournaments in general. But also part of that was Michael Block and the great moment that he had when he was a guy that hit a hole-in-one in a way that you'll never see it happen before where he punched it in. No bounce or anything, just directly into the hole, stuck there. And uh, he's 46 years old. He's just a just a, a, a club champion, you know, nothing too crazy about him. He's the head pro over at a golf club in California. And he finished 15th, and he uh, had some really great moments, too, where now he's been uh, invited to continue on with the PGA Tour event. He's 46 years old. at the He's going to be at the Charles Schwab Challenge. But uh, I don't know. Just stuff like that is really what's so cool. Great golf moments, great moments in sports in general. And to me, that was the best thing from over the weekend. Had a best for Brooks Kepka for winning the PGA Championship and getting back to winning ways and winning majors. And now he's won three of the last six PGA Championships. And he's a guy that's dealt with injuries, and this was his way of showing everybody that he's still around. He bounced back big to win another major, and now he's won five. Yeah, he's been getting it done, man. And it's hard to hate on the guy for uh, the way he's been performing out on the course, but uh, certainly uh, certainly get it done and got it done over the weekend in the PGA Championship. Uh, another uh, – actually, I'll move on to worst. Uh, the worst of the weekend to me was just the effort by the Celtics yesterday. And I know that we've, we've talked about and dove into the NBA and how both teams in the Eastern Conference and Western Conference finals of the Lakers and Celtics, respectively, are in a hole. They're down 3-0. And, uh, of course, with the Lakers, they get a home game tonight. And then tomorrow, Celtics got to go on the road. So different circumstances, different situations. But it's one thing to lose. But, man, when you just – you know what's on the line and you know that you've lost two games at home and you're about to be down 3-0 – so put out an effort like that, especially when you got a bunch of guys that have been to championships before and have been on, or at least to finals before, and know what it takes to, to win at a high level in the playoff. That type of effort was just extremely disappointing. And I think it's disappointing. The series aren't over yet, but I think it's just also kind of disappointing that you're sitting at 3-0 with the uh, conference finals right now. I think people wanted to see uh, these extended and see them go for a long way, and who knows, maybe they will. There's still a possibility that could happen. But uh, just 
really shocking to see uh, where it's at, considering how some of those great games and great series have gone so far in the playoffs. But the Celtics' effort yesterday was just absolutely disgusting, and there was no excuse for it, too. A best to Gabe Vincent and Duncan Robinson. So Gabe Vincent playing for the Miami Heat. He's playing major minutes. He is in that starting role, and Kyle Lowry actually comes off the bench. So uh, credit to Kyle Lowry for helping Gabe Vincent in that position. But he's playing major minutes, scored 29 points. But Duncan Robinson is a guy who's been forgotten about for most of the season, and now his minutes are starting to pick up, and we know that it's about matchups. And sometimes in some series you're going to play more than you play in other series. But in 23 minutes, yesterday's game, he uh, he scored 22 points, and he's somebody that's known as a three-point shooter. So when you think about Duncan Robinson, it's always about chasing him off that three-point line. But in the game yesterday, he made an effort to get to the basket, he, made, he had some assists where he got other players involved. He just played totally different from what they were trying to take away from him. And uh, that just helped with the team's overall success, the way that he played that game. Another thing for the worst of the weekend to me was just I had Alabama fans in my Twitter mentions. And you would probably like, why? Why would Alabama fans come out of the woodwork? Well, when Arkansas baseball won the SEC championship in the regular season, you know, I simply tweeted, I was like, SEC champs. How cool is that? Or, you know, something like that. And then they were all coming back. They're like, oh, we were told that you said it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because we, we won in, ba- in basketball. SEC championships don't matter in the regular season. Nobody cares. It doesn't matter. Well, hold on a second. For all you Alabama fans out there that may be a little on the slower side, let me explain something to you. It is an accomplishment that you can celebrate. But as an SEC regular season title, at least in the sport of basketball and in baseball, If you want to be considered a big-time program or you have a high expectation for your program, you do not base a successful season on, oh, winning the SEC regular season title. Let me explain this to you in another way. If this year LSU goes to the College World Series and Arkansas lost in the regionals and LSU fans gave Hog fans crap because they're like, aha, you're in the regional, you lost, we're in the World Series, would you come back and say, yeah, well, SEC regular season title. What's up? No, you wouldn't do that. At least you shouldn't do that because that's dumb. That's the point that I'm making, is that SEC regular seasons are something to celebrate if you end up winning the regular season title. It's a cool accomplishment, and it shows how great of a season you had. But when it comes to what you define an entire complete season on success or disappointment or average or whatever it may be, it's about what you do in the field of 64, or in the case of basketball, the field of 68. So I, I think it's funny that Alabama fans still hold on to that, and I'm like, that just goes to show you once again that you're not a basketball or a baseball program if you don't understand what all is going on and how it all how it was done. So anyways, I always love uh, SEC fans, but like I told Acre as a Razorback fan, I hate everybody equally. So, you know, it's not like I hate one school more than the other ones. Uh, you guys are all just really upsetting and really annoying to me as well. So the Celtics get a worse, not for the game performance overall, but the game kind of got away from them in that third quarter. They were down by 15 at halftime, and 15 in the NBA and in basketball in general, that's not a deficit that you can't overcome. But when you come back from halftime and then you go into that third quarter, that's where the game gets out of hand. They get outscored by another 15 in that third quarter, and then that's when... The Celtics are down by 30, and it looks like a deficit that can't be overcome. If you're down by that in the first half, you got plenty of time. But when you get down by 30, and you're down by 30 going into the fourth quarter, that's when the game is over, and the game was won 
by the Heat in the third quarter. So it's just uh, you think about going into halftime, making those adjustments, and coming back and playing a better brand of basketball when you're down. And they played worse coming back from halftime. Down by 30, they end up losing by 26. Also, uh, I want to revert, but also a bull best that uh, I forgot to do, but Stan and Litterock on our first Arkansas Bank Interest text line uh, came out and said that, hey, John, I thought your best would be birdieing number 17 at Rebsman because uh, I actually did play golf at Rebsman, and I actually shot pretty well, and I did have a birdie, and Stan there in Litterock got to meet him. He was out there on the course, and he was right behind us. Uh, he's an avid listener of the buzz and here on the show, so... I uh, wanted to, to give him a shout out, and he was he he did bear witness. He did see it. it. It did happen. I did find a way to birdie one hole of the entire eighteen. I got one hole. So, uh, but it was good to, to good to be out there and good to good to see Stan and Little Rock, and especially you know because you always see his texts show up, and when he texts us on the show or on the buzz, I'm like, all right, now I can put a put a face to the to the message now and, and know all about it. So. Now this is a different Stan than Stan that calls in. Correct. Yes. Okay. One of one make so sure everybody we clarify. knows that. This is not the one that's going to look at you funny. This is a different Stan in Little Rock who texts in. So in fact I he when he introduced me he says I'm I'm Stan in Little Rock. He's like no, but not that not that Stan. I was like no, I I figure. I figure cuz you were coming up uh, on me saying that I was going to look at you funny for certain things. But either way, it's good seeing you, good meeting you, Stan, and appreciate you listening into the show. And, yeah, that one birdie, that's all it took. That was definitely a best of the weekend, at least for me personally. Uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll get to your Razor Hog update presented by True Service. Get to hear from Dave Van Horn as well as some uh, other updates there, too. And we will continue with the Reaction Monday. Presented by Fleet Management Services. So if you want to react to something or if you want to get in on the conversation, call or text in 501-661-1037. More Out of Bounds coming up. The Beach Boys. Live in concert. October 1st, Oak Lawn Racing Casino Resort Event Center. The Beach Boys return to the stage. Tickets on sale now at oaklawn.com. Don't miss the Beach Boys live. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. This is Pat Bradley for River City Flooring, where you can pick your payment. Get 0% interest for 12, 24, or 36 months. And River City Flooring in Maumel is where you'll save 50% on all in-stock waterproof LVP flooring. And did you know River City Flooring carries cabinets? So stop in and let my friends at River City Flooring help you with your remodel. Kitchen, bath, living, dining, they do it all. Check out River City Flooring in Maumel at their huge new showroom on Maumel Boulevard just off 430. Hey, I saw your car in Marketplace. When can I look at it? How about midnight at the truck stop? Buying a vehicle shouldn't be a risky venture. See Guadney Buick GMC next to Sam's in North Little Rock and know exactly what you're getting when it comes to quality pre-owned vehicles. At Guadney, make a clean trade with a clean title and clear, simple finance options. Shopping new, Sierra 1500 at just 0.9 percent. GMC terrain at just 1.9 percent. And how about anything on our lot? 
not with no payments for 90 days. Try finding that on Marketplace. Know what you're getting at Guatney Buick GMC. Hey, by any chance does the title say rebuilt? Absolutely not. The title says salvage, and that means foreign. Yeah, it's going to be a hard pass. I'm headed to Guatney Buick GMC. 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. Call 501-945-4444. GuatneyBuickGMC.com. GMC. We are professional grade. All offers with approved credit. Big O Tires knows it's frustrating to jump through hoops. We hate them as much as you do. So we're bringing back our buy three, get one free sale. At Big O, we legitimately give you a free tire. We don't mark it up. We don't make you mail in a rebate. You honestly get a free tire. No hoops. Buy three, get one free. At the Big O Tire stores in Conway and Cabot. We have something for every vehicle. So save money today and get tight, service, straight talk at the Big O Tires in Conway and Cabot. At College Hunks Hauling Junk and Moving, they move the things you love and haul away the stuff you don't. They offer packing, moving, loading and unloading, as well as junk removal. Find out why they have more five-star reviews than any other moving company. CollegeHunksHaulingJunk.com Yep, that's the sounds of all my friends and another great deck party of mine. And what do you not hear? That's right, no mosquitoes. That's because Sanders Ground Essential provides me with a monthly mosquito barrier spray. Call them at 315-9395 or on the web at sandersground.com. David Dunn here with Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. We're the area's largest and highest rated independent diesel repair facility for all makes and models. From transmissions and brakes to suspensions and engine repair. If you're tired of high dealership prices and long wait times, come see what family owned and locally operated really means. Expert technicians and the latest computer diagnostics will get your equipment back on the road fast. Take the England exit on I-440 to Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer, 568-2185. That's Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. Attention, Arkansas business owners and nonprofits. I'm Stan Miller from Pinnacle Global. Call us and let's discuss your employee retention tax credit eligibility. We'll take all the risk and handle everything for you. Don't miss this opportunity to potentially receive financial benefits. Contact me, Attorney Stan Miller, at Pinnacle Global today at 501-352-9497. Remember, it costs you nothing to apply. Call 501-352-9497 and unlock the benefits you deserve. Same great deals, all new location for Hogs Meat Market in North Little Rock at 3901 JFK Boulevard. Call them today at 501-758-7700 for all their specials at Hogs Meat Market. The Steak People. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Pitch to Slavens, hit high in the air, deep to right center. That ball's going to go out of here. A two-run homer for Brady Slavens. And the Hogs are back on top on his sixth of the year. On 103.7 The Buzz. Yeah. And you say, Shot City. I met this girl when I was three years old, and what I love most, she had so much soul. She said, excuse me, little homie, I know you don't know me, but my name is Wendy, and I like to... And from that point, I never blow her off. Come from out of town, I like to show her off. 
They like to act tough, she like to tone them off and make them straighten up their hat because she know they stop. And when I grew up, she showed me... It's Reaction Monday, presented by Fleet Management Services today. But folks, the reactions that I've been getting with Bet Saracen and the money that I've been making with Bet Saracen, betting on everything over the sports weekend, has been phenomenal. And if you haven't got on the Bet Saracen app... You need to get on it. I don't know what you're waiting on. Like, what, what's the point? What, what's the problem that you got going on? What's there something wrong with you? Don't you love sports? Don't you love making money? Of course you do. So download the BetSaracen app. You can also go on BetSaracen.com and start to get betting that way as well. And the great thing about it is they have different specials. And when I say specials, it's not like, okay, well, here's just a couple parlays. They do it for all different sports and all different styles, and they like to have fun with it. Uh, we know with uh, the NBA playoffs going on, they have a Why So Serious special. You know, from the Joker, from the Dark Knight, and who's playing? Of course, Jokic, the Joker. You know, it all makes sense. I think I like to have fun with it, but it's called the Why So Serious, where you're talking about a big-time payout. If Jokic records a 40-point triple-double and the Nuggets win Game 4, plus 22.50. That's incredible. How about Los Angeles? This is for you. They have that special, too. If LeBron James scores a 40-point triple-double and the Lakers win Game 4, Plus 5,000. So if you think one of those are going to happen, you can only get that special with Bet Saracen. They also have NHL. They got MLB specials going on there, too. They got it all. So if you have yet to get on the Bet Saracen app, stop what you're doing. Get on it. Download it. Start seeing the type of money and the type of specials you'll get. I promise you, I promise you, you will not be disappointed uh, with Bet Saracen and also BetSaracen.com. We'll have uh, Peyton Stovall joining us on the other side of the break. Looking forward to catching up with him and talking about the Razorback baseball team uh, coming up in uh, into Hoover. As we know, uh, they're gonna they just made the trip down there. They're already there in Hoover, and they're gonna have some practices today, and then of course uh, a little bit something tomorrow. I'm sure meetings, whatnot, and then they'll get ready for their game on Wednesday. Whoever they end up playing, which will be the winner of the Tennessee Texas A&M series. But let's go ahead and jump into your Razor Hog update presented by True Service. Guys, I've got just one thing I want to say to you. Touchdown, Arkansas! Arkansas wins the national championship! The Arkansas Razorbacks have completed the dream season! On by 90! This is your Razor Hog Update on Out of Bounds, presented by True Service Community Federal Credit Union, where they offer new mortgage loans, refinancing, auto loans, and small business loans. Online at trueservice.net. All right, so for your Razor Hog updates, the Razorback baseball team lost game three against Vanderbilt, and here's what Dave Van Orn had to say in recapping that game. Just really proud of the team. You know, we talked about it the week before SEC plays. We talked about the importance of when you get a chance to win a game, win it. Win that Sunday game, you got a chance to sweep, and we did that, I don't know, three times or so this year, and uh, they all count the same. And, you know, once we got to the fourth inning today, you know, we kind of we found out that Georgia won, and you know we had won the won the West and and the SEC championship. And I think that was about the time that McIntyre was rolling along pretty good. We scored a few runs, took the lead by two, and we thought we we're going to be safe and get him out. I think if we had left him in, he probably could have gone another couple innings. But we just didn't want to chance it. You know, we thought, well, we'll get through this inning with these young guys that want to do it, saying they want the ball, and uh, it didn't go very good, obviously. So. Uh, we had our opportunities, though. We had runner on first and second, nobody out. Top of the order up. 
we didn't move anybody around. So that was uh, that was disappointing. I think we had an inning in the third inning. We had runners at first, second, nobody out. Uh, we didn't score. So in the four-run inning, I was really good to see those two out-base hits, stolen bases. It was good, good baseball right there. But uh, just really excited to be SEC champs. So hard to do and share that crown with uh, Florida. We didn't play Florida. So it's kind of mixed emotions right now. Frustrated because we lost the game. Felt like we could have won it. Uh, wasn't that we like we weren't trying to win it? I think if we would have known that uh, LSU would have beat Georgia, we definitely would have pitched differently going into that sixth inning. Also, Dave Van Horn has plans for after this series. Also, what he's going to be doing heading into Hoover. Yeah, once we get out of here, we're going to stop and eat as a team at a place down the road in Franklin, I think, and then head on into uh, into Hoover and. Let the guys relax a little bit and uh, give them tomorrow off as well. And then uh, then we'll, we'll get a little workout in a couple days in a row and try to get some things squared away, get some guys healed up a little bit. And, yeah, just, you know, as far as the games, we're going to try to win them, but we're definitely going to mix it up a little bit. We don't know who we're going to pitch yet. we got two or three hours on the bus to discuss that a little bit. One guy that probably won't be pitching, Hunter Holland, who, of course, is on Out of Bounds each and every week, thanks to McClards. Here's what Dave Horn had to say about his outing over the weekend and how he looks at him going forward. You know, his stuff wasn't bad. I just think that we weren't planning on pitching him very long today, if possible. Um, would have been a lot easier. We might have not even have pitched him today if we would have won yesterday. So, throwing the ball around the plate, wasn't really putting it on. They did a nice job of... They nickeled and dimed him pretty good. You talk about bloopers and cat balls, and he made good pitches, and they just found holes. You're kind of going, wow. He was a little frustrated with it, um, and he pitched out of a jam or two. So um, this will give him an opportunity to rest a little bit. Dave Van Horn wins SEC Coach of the Year, so congratulations to him. And there's your Razor Hog update presented by True Service. Real quick, True Ease before we take a top of the hour update, 49er John. What's up, 49er John? What's up? Doing, doing good. Good. It's, what time is it? Two fifty-seven p.m. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No mention of Jim Brown. Rest in peace. Icon. We lost the icon, guys. We lost somebody just as big as your Russell, your guy, John. Guess what? This guy. That happened huh? on Friday when we were at Twin Peaks, and we talked about Jim Brown a lot. Friday at Twin Peaks. Okay. Forgive me. I didn't. I wasn't able to catch the whole show, but I figured it would be more than just one day. You know, they, they, they portrayed the queen, and she's not even America, on TV for days. Jim Brown should get that same respect for days. Okay, well, listen, John, we're up against it. Like, we didn't even talk about the queen, so I don't even know what your point is. Anyways, thanks for the call. Moving on, we got hopefully Peyton Stovall on the other side of the break, as uh, he might be out of practice, but we'll let you know, and we'll keep it moving in the third hour of Out of Bounds coming up. Crawfish season is finally back at Eat My Catfish. We've got fresh, live crawfish, and all you have to do is just add the fixins. Be sure to come see us or order online at eatmycatfish.com. Eat local, eat fresh, eat my catfish. Hello, folks. It's Frank Fletcher from the Fletcher Store right here in Sherwood. Well, today I want to talk to you about why I would like for you to consider Fletcher Dodge when you need a new or a pre 